Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Hi, Holly. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Did you make it through the weekend? Yes, that's great. <laughs> like, I finished my shift today, which it's Sunday, which means I officially made it through, like, the holiday shopping weekend. I know there's a lot yeah. more holiday shopping to go. But I made it through. I worked Black Friday. I worked Saturday and today, Sunday. And I do work tomorrow, but I really don't anticipate it being too bad Monday. No, because that's more Cyber Monday. So I wouldn't imagine that in-store shopping would be too crazy. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which day was worse? Black Friday? Yeah, Black Friday was definitely very busy. However, not what I had, you know, like created in my head like I was really scared that it was just going to be so chaotic and overwhelming and that people were going to be really angry which some people were but I do think you know I I don't know where this like retail career is going to take me but I do think I'm really like getting a thick skin and just learning to like this sounds mean but like laugh at the people that are so pissed off like Uh it just puts so much in perspective to me because they get pissed off about like the way the line is set up or if something isn't ringing up, that's 30% off and it's a $4 lip liner. And it's like, you know, all of us are going through our own thing, but if, if you're getting like so upset about a line or a lip liner or whatever, like that's a really rough life and we just kind of keep it moving. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where I feel bad for those people. I'm like, Sorry, your life sucks so much that apparently yeah. these trivial things upset you. Like, right. I'm like, how do you get people through People are it? dying, Cam. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I just, for me personally, you know, I, like I said, I work with makeup and like, I think makeup should be fun. And so it's like people that come yeah. in and nine times out of 10 people are there coming in. They're excited about the products. They're excited about the sales. And so when someone is not now, I'm just like, whatever, get, get them through as quick as possible and just on to the next person. Right. So yeah, we definitely, I think on black Friday, we did double the sales, what we normally do on a Saturday. Oh my God. Um, and like I said, there were people that weren't so excited. I feel like the thing that was kind of rough was not the amount of people or the amount of what they were buying. It was more so this just that sale mentality of like, mm-hmm. even though something is 50% off, how can I get even more money off? Like, can I yeah. use more coupons? Can I use points for that? And it's like, no, like, it's 50% off. Like, isn't that enough? <laughs> like, and I think that's going to be my thing throughout the whole holiday season with this job, because the black Friday sales ended at the end of Saturday. And so today on Sunday, when people were coming in, there were a new set of deals, but they're not quote unquote black Friday deals. Yeah. 
and people were still giving me coupons for Black Friday. And I'm like, no, those ended yesterday. And it's like, okay, then I don't want it. So we have all this stuff to put back. And that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that over like the, because I think for me personally, like when it's busy, the time goes by really fast and I can, I'm getting good at checking people out fast. So I don't mind busy. But if it's, you know, figuring out all this coupon mess and like so many coupons exclude products or brands or price levels. And so it's hard explaining that to the customer when they just want the money off. And it's like, we can't just give you money off because you have a coupon and you bought all the stuff it excludes. (laughs) Like, so, um, but I'm like proud of myself for I've worked in the retail job for a month now and I haven't been late. I haven't called out and I'm doing it. Loyalty numbers are up. (laughs) I'm I'm getting better. So I'm not getting in trouble. Like I feel like, you know, people at work are actually like treating me like a fellow employee, like a team member, which feels good. So, I mean, I think it's going as good as it can, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember at Solstice, we had certain brands that were excluded from all sales. So like Chanel and like Maui Gym, you know, like they were always like excluded from whatever promotion we have going on. And people just get so bent out of shape. And I'm like, and the funny thing is, rolls, you know, because we sell Chanel as well. And Chanel is excluded from our company. Of course it is. Yeah. And that's not even the company's decision. That's Chanel. No. Yeah. Yeah, so Chanel says, don't you dare. Don't exactly. you dare. <laughs> exactly. And it's like no one that works with me yeah. is part of Chanel. So it's like, no. but I mean, of course, the people don't care. They're just like, what? Why? Like, I spent $300 on Chanel yeah. lipstick. Like, why am I not getting a discount? And it that honestly go call is... Coco. Just go call Coco. I don't have time. <laughs> it's so, which I'm sure you got this at Solstice. But like, it's so funny to me that people will come up and buy... $600 worth of product. And then they're like, what discount can I get? And I'm like, yeah. you just spent $600. Are you really worried about a $3 coupon or whatever? Like, <laughs> and like, uh, if it's a, if it's an affordability thing, like don't come up here with $600 of crap. Right. Right. Like that's what kills me is like, and some people will say, well, that's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, no shit. You keep yeah. it all out and you <laughs> brought it up here. Like, um, and it's like, you don't, that's not how, if life was like, oh, you spent this much money, you get a coupon. I would have had so many coupons in my life. <laughs> my rent would be having a coupon every month. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So. Oh God. Well, I'm glad you made it through it. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> My weekend was a bit more chill, not to rub it in. Like, I guess it's Sunday. I did have a productive day today. Yesterday, oh, we went to brunch with a friend that I met through Austin Young Chamber, one of the, um, I guess, professional networking groups is what you would call it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a member of Austin Young Chamber, and I met a really cool chick who actually organizes the volunteer opportunities for the chamber. 
Okay. So like there's a different volunteer opportunity every month. Um, and a few months ago, I was actually able to make one and we met and, you know, you know, enjoyed each other's company. And we were like, oh, let's get a brunch, whatever. And we, just, you know, it's just like one of those things where like, if you don't like make an effort, it doesn't happen. So I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make a new friend. <laughs> and so we went to brunch. <laughs> That's yeah, fun. Her fiance was at Ulta. I, I texted you to see, remember whenever I texted you to see what store you worked at. Because yeah. um, her fiance, I was like, where's your fiance? And she was working at Ulta. I think it was, yeah, it was Saturday. So I was like, oh shit. Yeah, of course. You know, I forgot that she worked at Ulta, but different store. Yeah. And then I was off work Thursday and Friday. Thursday was. We watched Macy's Day Parade. You watched yeah. it too. Yes, I did. Um, what did you think about uh, Leah Michelle's performance? I thought it was good. I thought it was good too. I haven't read like the crap that people are saying, but like, what do people have to say? Like, I thought she did great. Yeah, no, I think her performance is like, my understanding is her performance is not what people are oh, mad people about. People still have issues with her. It's just her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just her in general. Like everyone, yeah. I even have like some personal friends that have gone to see Funny Girl with her in it and they say, oh, like, it's I would love to. Yeah. I bet so I thought the parade was really good, but did you feel like there were less uh, like musical performances, not, yeah. not musical performances, like singers? Yeah, that was definitely less than there usually is. Cause like by the time like Stana was coming, I was like, wait. like i feel that's it it's over yeah like i I just i don't know what was filling the time maybe they were showing more of the marching bands and like things of that but i just i felt like they're really because i feel like normally it's like every other flip is a singer i do too you know what it probably was i feel like they had like some big headliners that they probably couldn't afford to do too much. Yeah, I was surprised to see Mariah Carey. I know. Like, imagine how expensive she was. I can't. I know. And she was wearing I... custom uh, Christian Siriano. I mean, she looked gorgeous, but I was so, <laughs> so crazy. Dress. Yeah. I was like, she cannot move. <laughs> like, she, she was just, like, moving from, like, basically her chest up. She was like... I... <laughs> she can't yeah. move from that spot that she was yeah. in. That was funny. <laughs> I, know. I I know. Last week on the podcast, we we were talking about how busy we were, and like I felt like I didn't have time to do things. Well, over I, I obviously had to work this weekend, but I did I did have Thanksgiving off, and I read a book. I read a whole. Oh my book. god! Not a whole book. A whole book, and I wanted to talk to you about it because it's such an interesting premise. So. Okay. This book is called The Measure. It's by Nikki Ehrlich. I think it came out this year. If it didn't come out this year, it was like at the end of last year because it was really popular. Like I was seeing it on Instagram and everywhere. I don't know if it won awards, but it just really popular. And I I had to wait for it at the library for so long. And so when I finally got it, I was like, okay, I'm going to read this on Thanksgiving. So the premise of the book is that every adult in america it's a fiction 
novel, every adult in America that is 22 or older, they wake up one morning, or not in America, in the world, they wake up one morning and on their doorstep is this wooden box, like an unmarked wooden box, and inside is a string, and the string is your lifespan. The the measure of your string is the lifespan. But like when they wake up, they don't know that. It's just they see the box, the string, and no one knows where the boxes came from. And so part of the book is about these like six characters and what they decide to do with that information of like, this is the length of my life. But the other, which I'll get to that in a second. But the other part of the book that I found so fascinating was that it was also about just like how society might react to something like that. Like the government had to come out and say, you know, we don't know where these came from. We're for or against it. And then like companies, like measuring companies were created to say, okay, if your string is five inches long, you know, that means, and it's your lifespan. It's not from today forward. It's your whole lifespan. And some politicians started like dividing the country between like short stringers and long stringers. Oh because my if, God. You were, if you were a short stringer, maybe you were someone who lived, lived your life more chaotic and typically like a suicide bomber might be a short stringer versus yeah. a long stringer would be more like calm and I don't know. But so that was part of the book. They had like short stringer support groups and there's nothing <laughs> you could do to change the length of your string that's the thing so like even if you got a long string and you jumped off a cliff like you would survive somehow because your string was long and the big question of the book a few questions one is like if that happened would you open the box because one of the mm-hmm. characters decided to never open the box and then once if the other question is like if you open the box and saw your string like would you live your life any different if you knew like the measure of your life and I just the book itself was really interesting like the characters and stuff was interesting but I felt the concept was almost more interesting and like it's something I'm going to think about for such a long time Mm -hmm. I love that do you watch Black Mirror no, I never did watch Black Mirror. It reminds it, that would be a Black Mirror episode. That's why I love Black Mirror because it makes you think about life. Yeah. Yeah. I really all weekend I've been thinking about it and I really don't know. Part of me feels like would I like I wouldn't want to open the box. But then part of me feels I would definitely like it would drive open it. me it would drive me nuts not to open I it. I know I would open it. Yeah. And some people like straight up just threw their box in the dumpster. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. I can't. (laughs) I I would have to have it on standby. That's, that's fascinating. I'll have to read that book. uh, I'm going to, yeah, that's my kind of shit. Like I love. It's it's very interesting. And like, like I said, it's each chapter kind of follows six different characters and it's, they're they kind of cross each other's paths and it's like one character he does not know the length of his string one character is the politician that is like dividing mm-hmm. the country and then you have two characters that are like an engaged couple and one is a short string one is a long string oh how sad i know yeah, yeah. It, and it's like I obviously knew the concept before when I put the book on hold, but all I really knew was like about the boxes with the string. I didn't even yeah. think about the book 
having all of these, like it was saying, you know, people started listening to pop songs to try and decode if their favorite singer was a short stringer or a long stringer. Oh my God. And it's like, of course society would do that, but I didn't even think of that, you know? So it's such an interesting thing to think about. And I guess it's like right now, really, I mean, the only thing comparable to that is like, unfortunately, if you were to get some sort of prognosis, which in the medical world, I think a lot of doctors don't even do that because of the Uh mental problems that it can cause someone and like how much your mentality like affects your life. Yeah, Um, for sure. That would be the closest thing. So it's like there were all these like healthy short stringers in the book and they would be so confused. Like, why do I have a short string? I'm so healthy. And it's like, well, you know, a lot of people get in a car crash. Exactly. It's a fluke accident. It's, you know, like there was kind of an incident that was sort of like a January 6th type incident. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Something like that could happen and you're staying, you're a bystander, you know? Right. So yeah, that's the book I read this weekend. So I'm like, I, which I was so happy that I haven't had time to read a book in weeks and I'm like, okay, I'm glad I got to read a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Because God, I would have sucked if you read a shitty one. <laughs> I know. I have a few more that are on hold at the library that I'll read, but pretty much for the rest of the year, yeah. I, I got myself like some like cheesy, like uh, holiday rom-com type books yeah because i feel like those would be a good like escape but you need to watch black mirror if you enjoyed that because basically every episode i mean they're all so different and so creative but pretty much every episode presents you with a moral dilemma and you have to place yourself in that situation as what would i do you know it that's what i love about the show is because like one like every episode is so different and like the actors are so good and like it's never the same characters but each and every single one makes you really question where you stand from like a moral basis on stuff you know i feel like that's that's the epitome of good writing is like i remember in an english class in college like she asked me like you know what makes a good writer like why is this good writing and i'm like because this writer made a side with the murderer. So like the, the writer was so good that we sided with the murderer over like the victim, you know, like I was like, that's, that's, that's what good writing is. It's like, it'll make you really question, you know, different things and like make you, you know, shift perspectives. Right. So if you woke up tomorrow that. and there was the box on your doorstep, you would definitely open it. For sure, yeah. I have no and doubt then you would find out. out like how what the measure of your life was. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if mine was like a shorter string and Wesley's was like super long because like <laughs> he he just seems like invulnerable to me. <laughs> yeah, it, there are like people in my life that are like that, and I'm like, oh my god, like it seems like they can eat whatever they want, they can yeah. do whatever they want, and it's like no consequences. Yeah, yeah, that's Wesley to me. <laughs> So, yeah. That's cool. I'm glad that you got to enjoy that book on Thanksgiving. That's neat. Cool. Well, yeah, I had a lot of mimosas on Thanksgiving and watched the parade. And then we didn't do a lot of, I did most of my Black Friday shopping online. 
Um, because mm-hmm. like we, where did we go? We like tried to go to the Gap, not at the outlet, but they just didn't have a big selection. Because I always do the Gap on Black Friday, just because like it's a good time to buy staples, you know? Yeah. And then we like drove out to the outlet in Round Rock just to see like what it looked like, and it was insane. No. There was like a line to get in line to park. And I was like, no, Oh my God. I was like, turn around, Wesley. We're going home. <laughs> oh my God. That <laughs> gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it was so crazy. So do not go to the outlet on Black Friday. I'm sure you knew better. <laughs> but... <sighs> we just tested out to see. Because like whenever we lived in Iowa, there was like a tanger outlet, you know, that we would go to. And like even on Black Friday just park walk in like it was busy but not too crazy you know everything in iowa i guess was more simple yeah so off to another work week ahead of us although i do have this friday coming up off this is like my every other friday off so at least it'll be another short week yeah yeah it's another work week and you know december december 1st is this week yeah isn't that crazy it is, <laughs> but that's, I'm like, okay, we're just now I'm okay. Now that December 1st is coming, like, sorry, everyone, but like 2022 is on the down coast for me. Like I am all yeah. for 2023. I've already bought myself a few little new year's gifts because yeah. I'm like determined to change the energy for 2023. <laughs> so I'm just coasting on into 2023 and i don't know if that's the right attitude to have but that's what i'm doing (laughs) i support that like you know good riddance 2023 has got to be a good year right so i just am locked and loaded into my current situation right now and then 2023 bam change (laughs) we got this yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's kind of how I am, too. I see a lot of bright future for the studio, too, in 2023. Um, make it or bust, basically, is what 2023 is going to be for the studio. So Wow, yeah. I actually yeah. bought one of Sarah's human design guides about it today for myself. Did you? That's exciting. Yeah, I, I got the hardback book. And I put, like, since she has it set up to where, like, you're buying it as a gift. So I just made it yeah. like, myself. And you can say, you know, when you want it delivered. So I just put, like, by New Year's Eve because I'm looking at it as, like, a New Year's gift. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want her to, like, rush to make it. Like, it's really unnecessary yeah. right now. Um, but I'm so excited to to get it. Do you know where you, what what category you fit into? No. You you won't know until you get it. Yeah, no, I'm not even gonna Google anything. Or Good for you. That's exciting. I'm gonna wait until I get the book because I love that. The book comes with a digital guide too, but I'm not gonna like open it or anything. Yeah. I'm just Good for you. That's very cool. Yeah. I feel like it'll help me, you know, maybe it'll help me in the new year. I mean, it'll help me beyond that, but Uh kind of look at the new year with a fresh start so yeah i'm excited about it no it definitely will i think that's a perfect present for yourself because it's a really like honest way to learn about yourself you know Mm -hmm. um 
it's a it's a really good deep dive into who you are and a lot of it you'll be like you know like yes i knew that about me but it allows you yeah like we we're talking with sarah it gives you permission to like it, fully it be yourself of, and lean into it that's how i am about other like personality type tests which i know this is different but like i've learned things about myself through my like myers-briggs and i learned <laughs> a lot about myself through my enneagram like that really helped me understand like why certain things upset me and it makes it so much easier for me to cope with when i'm just like oh, okay this messed with like my core of like how i appear to people and it just helps me cope with it yeah yeah and i can better explain to people like if i get mad about something they said or did i can just be like look i get really bothered by stuff like that uh -huh. and it's like bam that's it and you know what i can't help it so <laughs> <laughs> well along those lines our our guests that we're interviewing um for episode four which is what we're on talked about ayurveda um yes you remember that? Yes, because I looked mine up and mine is like the most complicated one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so kind of similar. It's it's just like different different ways that you can explore yourself. And I feel like they're all valuable. And so like, you know, Wellness Sutra, Singal is our next guest. And I love that her her yoga practice builds in you know, things like Ayurveda, which is taking into account, like, who you are at your core, you know, mm -hmm. what you need from your practice and what you need from, you know, the things you eat and, you know, when you sleep and wake up and all those things. Being a human is complicated and and there's not enough that we can learn about ourselves, right? Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I am really excited for people to hear our conversation with Singal because I found it really refreshing to speak to someone who comes from India and knows truly like yoga's roots. And it was really nice to be able to just like validate some of the feelings I had about how yoga is so, you know, whitewashed in the United States mm -hmm. and hearing her perspective on it was very interesting to me. So I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I was editing it earlier today, and it was nice to listen back to it again because she is so charismatic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun episode because <laughs> she's just so funny. She's so funny. We were and laughing. She showed so up much. with a legit drink. I will say that actually shocked me. I was like, <laughs> I was like thinking maybe she was, you know, show up with a kombucha. Yeah. Maybe a water. And she was like, no, coming in legit. Coming in legit she, drink. She had her screwdriver. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> She did. She did. That was so funny. Yeah. And I forgot how much of a hard time y'all gave me about my tenals. That was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was the first time you showed your cup and like yeah. you talked about your doctor saying you were allowed to have <laughs> <laughs> so. Sometimes I abuse that. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. You should just straight up drink out of a measuring cup. Oh my God, wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> What's really funny about that is before I learned the 10 ounces thing, that was one way I used to monitor myself is I would pour like a half a bottle into a measuring cup because I knew how many milliliters were in a bottle of wine. Yeah. So I would pour it into a measuring cup and then pour it into a glass of wine because 
you can't like pour what looks like a half a bottle because it's not, you know, because the top is skinnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, of master the art of drinking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's our next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I am excited for everyone to hear about Singal. Um, so I guess here she comes. There you are. You look good. <laughs> good evening. How are you both? Hi. Good. Can you hear me well? Yeah. Yeah. You sound great. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, is it single? Am I saying that correctly? Yes. It's single. Single. Yes. That's good. Okay. I just want to make sure I do it right. Um, this is Holly. We um, this is actually our first time meeting, though, so it's nice to see you. Um, yeah, I've been talking seen... to you over LinkedIn now. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're LinkedIn friends, but it's our first time actually connecting. So yes, thank you for reaching out and wanting to be included and trusting us. <laughs> this is our our first podcast adventure. So, have you been on other podcasts before? I have been on one, like we have been mm -hmm. recording some talk shows uh, in India with my friend about different topics in yoga, why people want to come to yoga as a, as a career, what they should consider if they want to come to yoga as a career. So I have different two, three talk shows with my friend, not like a podcast, podcast but yeah, we were targeting different uh, areas of yoga to bring more awareness about this field and, and everything around it. That's awesome. I love cool. that. So, are you drinking anything tonight since it's happy hour? Um, yeah, I am just. I, I thought to have a wine, but then I, I thought I'd have a little vodka. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that orange juice and vodka? Yes. So a screwdriver is what I call that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What are you guys drinking? <laughs> I'm having just this is what I put it in a cute glass, but it's a lover boy spritz. So it's just a canned like wine based cocktail. OK, that, that looks cute. nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty good. And I've, yeah. I've got some wine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, OK. So this glass looks a lot fuller than it is, because if you can see, it says 10 ounces on there. Oh, <laughs> you have it a says, lot of it. <laughs> so it has like measurements on it. And it tells you like how many calories it is. And then whenever you get up to the top, it says, who cares? Yeah. Wait, wait. First of all, are, there, are the calories on that correct? And mm. second of all, uh, 10 ounces is still a good heavy pour, Derek. Uh, I mean, technically it's two servings. So. Right. right. Like, because I think a restaurant is only like four ounces it or it will five. keep you going for for i think entire week i think that's good for entire <laughs> week <laughs> i don't i don't when blame I... you let me make it clear i do not blame you one <laughs> so whenever i talk to my doctors um i i'm like we usually drink wine every night for the most part like we love red wine and whenever I talk to my doctors about it, I don't lie. I'm like, we drink red wine every night, you know, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be heart healthy. Um, and I had a doctor tell me, you know, as long as you limit it to 10 ounces a night, I don't care that 10 ounces is 
fine to do every night. So that's why I got these glasses. Wow. <laughs> so I can measure it. <laughs> you heard it here from a doctor. From a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The night, which we will not get into whether we believe modern medicine or not. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I guess <laughs> we got two yogis in the room. <laughs> Cool. Well, well, let's get us kicked off. Um, Singal, thank you so much for joining us. We're we're so happy to have you. And it sounds like you're doing really awesome things. So I would love to just hear a little bit about who you are, you know, what your journey has been, and what's brought you to where you are today. Okay, so uh, I'm born in India, in North India, basically to a town which... uh, which is a place for yogis. So a town called Gorapur, which is where the Adi Yogi was at one point of time. But yeah, my childhood has been grown around uh, seeing a lot of scriptures, reading scriptures. My parents were into it. My grandparents were into it. And my grandfather used to practice yoga a lot. So I had that inclination and uh, that kind of upbringing around yoga and around uh, uh, the culture and everything but i uh, i landed up into it job i did my engineering i studied my bachelor's in engineering and it and i landed into it job um i was a very curious child so i really didn't enjoy my it journey a lot because it used to come sometimes get very monotonous and a uh, lot of yeah a lot of questioning around that what exactly i want to do in my life and i was doing my job for 10 years almost so i landed into different roles but every time i will question my experience and what am I doing with my life and everything around it and uh, that's where I thought that uh, once, uh, once my daughter was born this was there was a lot of work-life episode <laughs> things happening I couldn't give time to her and a lot of work pressure and that's where I realized that I cannot keep on going like this throughout my lifetime and my health was taking a lot of troll my I had a lot of hormonal imbalance at that time. Given my mental health was, I was pretty stressed out. And I thought I'll take a break. And that's where my, one of my friend, uh, uh, she, she was in US and she called and said that, hey, let's start a startup. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm on a break, but yeah, that sounds good. But that was a different, uh, different field that wasn't something called STEM. And I thought, okay, no problem. Let's give it a try and see how it goes. We tried it for two years, and but it picked up well. And I also felt that that's not my calling. That's because when you try different things, then you know that what exactly you're seeking for. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, yeah, I want to do something on my own, but not something on a technological front or, or anything around it. And that's where I, I went to my, I listened to my heart and I thought, okay, let me go and do a 200 hours training. And I did my 200 hours training and it was such an eye opener. I can't tell you. I was like completely goosebumped and I was like, why I didn't got this education when I was a child? Where was it missing? I should have got it in my school. And uh, that's where I realized, okay, this is, this can give me a really uh, kind of uh, sanity, contentment and, uh, and uh, what I'm looking in life. Yoga just struck to me. And I started teaching from that time and I started taking classes, different studios, everything. In, I was in Bangalore, in, in one of the metropolitan cities in India at that point of time. 
So yeah, it was interesting and the journey started there. And then I started doing, I, I started taking different courses. Like I did my 300 hours. I did my prenatal certification. I did my therapy uh, certification. I did my Ayurveda certification. So I've been traveling all around India, <laughs> trying to meet uh, different teachers, different masters, because India is full of uh, yogis. There are so many beautiful teachers around there. So I was trying to learn as much as possible and also build a community in India where uh, I can spread the knowledge, I can spread the uh, balance and I can spread the real authentic yoga and Ayurveda around. So yeah, that has been my yogic journey so far in terms of uh, my work. And uh, and I, I, I did own a studio in Bangalore, but uh, I had taken some corporate classes there and some a uh, lot of group classes, personal classes, everything around it. And uh, but uh, lately, three months back, my husband shifted to Dallas, and that's where me and my family shifted to Dallas. And now I'm trying to spread the same knowledge and same uh, information around yoga here. Wow, I didn't realize you were so recent to Dallas. That's yes. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like it so far? That's a big change. <laughs> yeah, the city is good. It, it was hot when we came, but now it's, it's fine. Now we started enjoying. We can go a lot of outdoors. And people are very welcoming, very uh, uh, very uh, uh, friendly. So that's, that's very good. A lot of options to explore and do things. And I like that. How, how do you like that? this is the first thing I noticed when I moved to Texas. I don't know if you felt this way, Derek, as well, but like everything is about Texas. Like you go to a store and it's like not only the whole bigger in Texas thing, but it's like every single thing is like Texas pride, Texas, this Texas, that. And it's like, if you forget you live in Texas for five seconds, you're going to be reminded real quick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't want you to forget it you are now a Texas <laughs> I mean I've, I mean I've, I'm from Louisiana right so Louisiana is the same way um, I mean don't you feel that way about Louisiana like See, you didn't I feel didn't that way going to Louisiana that. okay so maybe it's not as obvious it's it. like it's more about like Cajun and Fortalese and stuff like that to me, that's kind of the same thing. I guess it's a little more subtle, but yeah, um, yeah. Texas is very prideful. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll say I didn't see a lot of Florida leaves on like like huge Florida leaves on people's houses, but here in our neighborhood, like I would say, like every fifth house has like a huge like Texas star on it. Oh, <laughs> so right, yeah. I guess that is true. Yeah, it's so, so you are in uh, you both are in Austin. How about Holly? Mm-hmm, yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So oh. we're not far. <laughs> I'm not planning to come to Austin soon. So probably we can visit that time. Yeah, definitely. We can meet. I think you're muted, Derek, or something is happening. <laughs> we can, oh. see your, can see your lips moving. <laughs> yes. Maybe your headset needs to be charged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it the first pause podcast you guys are recording? No, we've recorded a few. Uh, We definitely wanted to get some like in the pipe before we um, started rolling with things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you and Derek work together? 
Uh, we don't work together. We're friends. We did okay. meet like we're, we we met in college in Louisiana and remained friends. Um, okay. Are you there, Derek? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what was going on with my headset because it's fully charged. I always charge it. Um, but it was doing this weird thing where it was like just beeping in my ears. It was going beep, beep. And I was like, can y'all hear that? And then you're like, <laughs> oh, no, beep. we can't hear anything. Sorry. I don't know. Um, I love the tagline of yours, Derek. Yoga for all humans. This is so oh, true. thank you. Yoga is for anyone and everyone. I keep on telling everybody that you don't have to be flexible. You don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. You just have to come to the mat. That's all. <laughs> exactly. I know. That's. I mean, the name kind of like it, it made itself right, and I couldn't believe that the name wasn't it wasn't taken yet. You know, like whenever I was coming up with the name. I was like, you know, I mean, yoga is for everyone. I mean, we're all humans. So like, and I was like, that's it. Yoga for all humans. And <laughs> the name wasn't there. And I I, put I wanted to it. pick the name yoga for everyone. But then uh, I talked to my friends and they're like, okay, but what's the special about it? We know it's for everyone, but what's special about it? What's special about the name? Because I was stuck to it. Yeah, yoga is for everyone. They have to know it. <laughs> It is. It's like, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people feel like they can't do yoga, but like you said, because they're not flexible or because, you know, they don't know the poses or whatever the case is. And I think sometimes they're lot, blocked in their head as well about the yoga because it's, 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 it's come, they think that it is more of a culture and spiritual and religious and everything around it. But yeah, it, 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 it's completely up to you how you want to take it. It's so open. It's, it's completely open. Exactly. Did you? So I'm curious now that we're talking about like people that are like hesitant to try it for whatever reason. Do you have that hesitance in India? Because like obviously yoga comes from India and it's like more part of the culture there. Are there people in India who are hesitant to to do yoga? Um, uh, they're not hesitant to do yoga, but they don't know. Uh, now the awareness is getting built up slowly. Okay. Initially, people, it was only for the yogis, yogis, the one who, who leave their, uh, uh, who can go to Himalaya, stay, dedicate their life completely to yoga and just, just cut off from the entire world because the scripture and everything was so strong. But then slowly uh, started coming towards uh, cities and uh, started people started practicing it, even the common men. Because the, the point, it needs so much of dedication. It needs time and dedication and, 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 and uh, you need to give that. It's like, a, it's like a everyday eating food, right? So you need to take that time out. And that, that's what uh, probably is now people are realizing that if they are doing it with a dedication, uh, they are able to get all the benefits what a yogi can get, a person who is uh, who is uh, spiritually aligned can get. So, yeah, I think uh, now the scenario is changing a lot in India as well. In last five to ten years, I would say. That's interesting, you know, because you would think where yoga is from, it would be more common, but that's, yeah, that's so interesting that there are barriers um, there as well. The but, after our, our Prime Minister PM Modi has uh, done a lot of awareness around yoga, even the yoga day has come up and uh, things have changed around it a lot. Interesting. I love how you put it 
it's like eating, you know, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I had a student ask me the other day, like, how often should I be doing yoga? And I was like, I mean, technically every day, like, you know, and I was like, and you, I was like, and all of my classes always emphasize like yoga isn't always the physical practice. Like there's much more to yoga than the physical practice of yoga. And I talk about the eight limbs and everything and all of my classes. But yeah, he asked me, you know, how often should I be doing yoga? I was like, I try to do yoga every day because it's just part of taking care of yourself and making time for yourself. I was like, but start with three days a week and then move yourself up, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you need to get into the habit of, I, I call it a habit forming. If you, if you think that any habit is good for you, you stay with it, right? Like a journaling or like uh, having a green tea every day. So if you think that that's helping you somewhere inside, you stick to it. And that's how the yoga is as well. If you think that it's helping you, you do it for two days a week and then three days and then four days and then five days. And then you know that you can't live without it. And <laughs> you do it every day. So, like Derek's 10 ounces of red wine a night. That's the same. <laughs> <laughs> that only his doctor can answer because he said that he can take it, which I'm really <laughs> not really convinced about it (laughs) that's only his doctor can answer (laughs) you guys are talking about you know yoga doing yoga every day and I feel like so many you know yoga studios or even just one-off yoga classes that I've taken especially in the past couple years until I started taking yoga from yoga for all humans. Uh, I really noticed that even yoga granted, these are often white owned studios start to kind of seep into this like diet culture where it's like, they mentioned the, Oh, you're, you know, we're taking this class before Thanksgiving so we can earn our Thanksgiving meal, or you burn so many calories if you take the, like this type of yoga class or whatever. And I'm just wondering about, I think with even, even though yoga is so much more than the physicality, what are some, you know, less obvious benefits to, to doing yoga? When, when somebody starts doing yoga, they only start with the physical practice. I also started like that okay, because mm-hmm. I was I was having a physical concern and I started with it. But when I started in doing it like a daily, everyday practice, I saw so much of shift into my mental health. So much of shift, I can't tell you. Okay, So it's like, it's like, how do you upgrade your life? Okay, you are here today. But you want to keep on upgrading and trying to find a better version of yourself. But how do you do it? What are you? What are the steps you're taking to do it? Are you doing anything for it? So if you think that you, there is something which can help you, you need to try, right? And that's where the yoga is. So you keep trying. And then you need to find a right teacher as well who can take you towards the mental practice. Because I see around... Everybody's talking about the physical practice. I'm sorry to say, but US, it's a lot about physical practice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. When I came in and I started going to the studios, trying to find the work, 
I was shocked. I was taking, I was attending classes and I was shocked how the yoga is being taught here. And I was not agreeing to those uh, styles and formats because it, it it's not going to, it's, it's forget about the mental practice. It's not going to help you physically because it's going to hurt you. Okay. It's, 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 it's not even coming to the right alignment to make sure that your practice stays safe that because that's very important you need to have a safe practice you, you cannot you don't want to hurt yourself in the process right then you will not have a faith in the journey how will you have a faith you cannot have that faith build up if you are not getting benefited from something so you need to have a safe practice you need to keep on doing it all the time and you need to find a right teacher who can take you towards the spiritual and mental practice and when you see that all coming, because it's all about energies, your energies are getting balanced. And when your energies are getting balanced, like we say, the five uh, elements which are there in our body, if they, those are balanced, then you will find the peace and contentment within, which is all ultimately a human life all about us, right? Mm-hmm. Did I answer your question? I, I think. Yes, you definitely <laughs> did. I'm just thinking, you know, we already knew this, but like, leave it to the United States to just like <laughs> turn something really beautiful into like, oh, you're burning calories. Yeah, that's typical. That I, I know that yeah. that's just like our culture and our lifestyle, yeah. but I really hope, I really hope that that's making a, ch- a change because I, I think, which I mean, we can get into you know COVID and your business, but I think because of COVID, I think, I think stuff has seen a change. Like, I think people are realizing that, you know, that's not everything like burning calories and obviously. I, I, I go to take classes and I ask people, have you done anything before? It's like, yeah, we have done Zumba. We have done it. And now he's come to you. (laughs) I'm like, okay, (laughs) what do you want me to do now? You want me to make you sleep now? (laughs) what do you want your body to do? You have to ask your body, is it ready for it? Can you do it? Like you are pushing everywhere. And then ultimately if the body gives up, you cannot blame the body for it. If mm-hmm. you're not listening to it, it, it is giving all. It's so intelligent, so intelligently designed. We are, we as a human have lost the touch with it and do not understand that what are the signals it's giving you us every day. And that goes with your food and with your workout and with all other kind of instinct we get. So, yeah, I, I think what we can do best is what we can do. That's all. We can just spread the information from our end in the best possible way and leave it to maybe universe. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I hope there's a shift like that's happening, you know? Um, I mean, I know whenever I did my yoga teacher training, I did mine at a studio in Asheville, North Carolina, but it was virtual because I did my training at the onset of COVID. Like, and that was that was my COVID hobby. It was doing my yoga teacher training, um, and that studio was very much focused on the bigger picture of yoga, not, it not being all physical. So I hope there's more yoga studios out there training in a more holistic way, um, because that's part of the problem. Is you know these studios that we're talking about that you know are really focusing on the physical side of things and taking away taking away from you know the bigger picture of yoga 
they're training people a lot of times. So like, it's scary. And, and you know, as a, as a person that goes to a yoga teacher training, you don't always know to look out for those things up front, right? Like I, I probably wouldn't have known to look out for that up front. I just lucked out that someone I trusted who was a yoga teacher I knew in Iowa, and that's where I was living at the time was in Iowa. I trusted her and loved her her style of teaching because it was very adaptive and, you know, do what feels best for your body. And so it's where she took her training. So I was like, well, I trust that, you know, um, that's a safe place to go. But there are a lot of studios out there that are kind of exacerbating the problem, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I feel every 10 years, the human uh, human as evolves. Yeah. Not even 10 years, every five years, every two years, we are evolving. So from where the yoga has come to now, uh, we are as a human, we are, we, we are definitely very smart. So somewhere we'll get to know if it is not, this, this style is not working and then we want to shift. Only thing is it should not be so late that you, you hurt and then you go to surgeries and this and that and you you to really uh, lose your trust to that particular practice or that particular thing. And that, that should not happen. That's, that's the only thing, but I think we can, we can figure out what's right and wrong for us in the long run. Yeah. So tell us about Wellness Sutra. That's the name of your business, right? Wellness Sutra? Yes, yes. I, I named it Wellness Sutra because I, I feel that your holistic health is all about your well-being, complete well-being. Mm-hmm. And I felt that uh, when you combine yoga with the right lifestyle, your f- right food habits, and combining with, with the Ayurvedic principle, you can completely have a balanced health. I have experienced so much with myself, even my entire family, my friends around it. Everybody has got such a weight in their complete health. I feel that I am more healthier in my 40s than I was in my 20s, only because I follow a particular lifestyle and I follow my practice every day. So with that belief, I formed Wellness Sutra. And uh, I focus more on our women health because I feel that women lives are going through multiple changes in each and every stage of their life. When I was in my 20s, I was struggling to establish a career and uh, and I didn't have so much of time to give for my food habits and, and had different parties, work, uh, friends, office, so much going around it. And that definitely puts a lot of stress internally in our, our body. And then definitely the different issues start like hormonal issues and physical issues, uh, stress related issues and uh, when you start going through your 30s and 40s that the bodies are changing if you want to be a mother and that's where uh, you want really really you want to help to find out what's happening with your body Uh, and you need a real uh, friend at that time who can help you out to listen to your body and figure out what is best for you at that time so and then post-pregnancy definitely when you're going through your depression sometimes or other other anxiety issues even in your 50s and 60s when you are you're trying to establish your family you're 
we are we are dealing with the with the with the with the kids growing up and and so much of responsibility around the household so it's it's it's, it's always like a very uh, a roller coaster ride for women life and if you are somebody who is able to maintain a good health with the combination of yoga and ayurveda you can deal with all these i would not say challenge this is part of life but you can make it like a a uh, smooth ride in your life and you you will have definitely a pretty sure a, a balance and a content life in the end of the day so yeah with that thought process i formed the list sutra where we have in the covid times i was taking a lot of online group classes uh and we were doing also nutrition consulting in with the with the ayurveda and uh, now coming here uh, i've started taking one on one classes more of one on one classes and uh, uh, virtual classes in person classes i also take corporate classes community classes events whatever whatever is possible in terms of yoga <laughs> and also <laughs> ayurveda consultation yeah. so that's where wellness sutra is at this moment i love that that's wonderful Holly, are you familiar with what Ayurveda is? Yes. Okay, okay. you're talking about uh, you asking. Yeah, me I was curious if Holly knew what it was, and you've you've mentioned Ayurveda a lot of times. Um, do you mind explaining it? Because I figured that maybe Holly hadn't heard of it because I never heard of it until yoga training. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yoga and Ayurveda are like Ayurveda is like sisters, okay? Or you can call them their same family, but uh, are, are different branches of a same tree. So yoga takes care of your spiritual and uh, mental health, uh, your physical health. Ayurveda takes care of your lifestyle, your eating habits, and and depending upon what kind of person you are. So there are three kinds of prakriti which uh, Ayurveda has defined: vata, pitta, and kapha. Depending upon which kind of prakriti you fall into, you are that kind of person. So we, as a as a human, sometimes think, why am I uh, somebody who likes to sleep, uh, lay, sleep late in the night, or why am I somebody who loves to wake up early in the night? I love mornings. Why am I somebody who likes beaches more? Why am I somebody who likes mountain more? Why am I somebody who likes to multitask? Why am I somebody who has a lot of fear and anxiety? Why am I somebody who wants to explore uh, more of a travel and 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 be outdoors? And somebody who why am I somebody who wants to be indoor? These are all different kind of personality traits which fall into these three categories. Okay, once you know your personality trait, your your kind of uh, category, then uh, according to that, if you have your food habits and uh, your lifestyle, then things are going to get smoother. You will have more of a balance in your life. And when you have a balance in your body, then then it's it's it, 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 you will have a good health, definitely. Oh, so I need to find out which which one I fall under. Yes. Yeah. And also it, it includes the five elements. Uh, so yeah the air water earth fire and space which is a very interesting topic actually yeah so little did you talk know about it some other day personality tests come from ancient yoga <laughs> i know i'm like all about personality every time a person is coming to the yoga mat and doing a practice that shows that person's personality mm -hmm. do you know that 
you can figure out the way they are doing their practice. You can figure out what kind of person that is. Yeah. That's what I love about. So like, obviously my business is online, um, but I've started doing some on-site classes at different apartment complexes around Austin. And I've enjoyed teaching those on-site classes because you can watch the students like just react differently and like perform differently during class. And you do, you just get a sense of like who they are by how they're receiving, you know, your guidance. It's very interesting. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. (laughs) You can just break through your own mind and know what's happening inside isn't it that's so interesting it's 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 so interesting to read your mind and your own things and then then start decoding that some or the other way and yeah i need to break through my own mind (laughs) big time (laughs) holly's a writer so she thinks a lot (laughs) holly (laughs) What <laughs> what have you written? Uh, recently, I've been writing fiction novels. I'm working on one right now that I'm about to wrap up, and I've been self-publishing my books. And I over the over the pandemic, I took a screenwriting class, and, and I went to a screenwriting retreat in August. So I'm that is actually something I've wanted to do for many years, but I was scared of failing at it. And during the pandemic, I finally was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like you have to just do this. So I'm trying to move more into that, the screenwriting area. Interesting. That's Mm -hmm. so interesting because that's something I'm pushing from last five years. And I have one, two, one or two ideas in my mind to write the book. And I'm like, okay, I don't know when, (laughs) when do I want, I think you're the right person to help you out with that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I, I think I might need, I'm, I'm trying, I've had a few people request uh, to do like a workshop on like how to write a book, how to self-publish. So I think that could be coming, but I know Derek, Derek, you want, you've been wanting to write a book for a while too. Forever. Yeah. yeah. He's going to write a book forever. Yeah. How yeah. does, um, what is the, the November book writing month called? Oh, NaNoWriMo. It's, it's short for national novel writing month. That's every November is national novel writing month. And so writers from all over the world are challenged to, write a novel, 50,000 words. It doesn't necessarily have to be a fiction novel, but write 50,000 words in the month of November. And it's really, the idea came from another writer who kind of realized that a lot of writers need a deadline to get something done. So he sort of was like, let's just create this arbitrary deadline that we all come together as a community and write together. And I did it in 2020 and last year, I completed the challenge both years. It's honestly just wild. I met so many like writers online who were doing the challenge and it's sort of funny that you give yourself this assignment and when you complete it, it, I mean, for me personally, it's like, I'm just here in my apartment by myself and I'm like, okay, I just did it. And then it's like, okay, 
that's it you know but <laughs> you like need that mm-hmm. it's so hard to write for yourself like if there's not a monetary prize at the end or like somebody there like throwing a party or whatever motivates you but uh so yeah I'll be doing that in this November as well which makes me so nervous but wow all the best (laughs) yeah you should be good so there you go think about if you needed motivation (laughs) it's not too late to hop on the train for November (laughs) no it's not because the the first year that I did it, I just decided, like, I think the day before, I think on Halloween or on October 30th, I was like, I just need to do it because you can prep for it. Like you can come up with your idea, do an outline, but I really didn't. I was just like, okay, let's just do this. Start on day one. How do you, how do you apply for it? You just go on the website, nanorimo.org because it is a nonprofit and you just, it's free to sign up. You really just declare that you're doing it. And the commitment is it's around 1600 words a day. If you want to like have each day be the same writing assignment, but if you use their website, they have like a tool on there where you can log your words. And so it'll kind of tell you like how much you have left, which if you're someone who gets analytical about stuff and keep likes to keep track of things, it, I, I am like that. And I get so obsessive because I'll fall behind and be like, oh my gosh, now I have to write 3000 words today. <laughs> if I want to stay on track, but so, yeah, you just, it's really just sign up, make a commitment. Oh, nice. I think I should give it a try. You should. See how many, see how many words you can crank out. Yeah. I've been coming with the blogs writing now. I've been writing blogs lately a lot. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I am, I'm taking one step at a time because uh, I'm not a, like a very good writer, so I'm trying to <laughs> upgrade my writing skills first. <laughs> yeah. If I can. Yeah, I have the ideas, but yeah, it takes time to get oh, there. I'll buy both your books whenever you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I have a buyer already. I should start now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so rare. People promising to buy your book before you even started it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um obviously covid changes everything um how has covid impacted your business because you started wellness sutra before covid so you lived through it i didn't start mine until (laughs) after covid (laughs) you know what before covid i just set up my studio and i was ready to start the studio classes so it was bad Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I kept the place for some time. I didn't let it go thinking that it will <laughs> it may go off after five months, six months, whatever. But meantime, yeah, offline online classes were going on, people were coming in, some workshops were happening. But the good thing was that it gave a lot of uh, worldwide uh, acknowledgement to the work because people started coming in from everywhere around the world and uh, that was a positive part about COVID uh, but uh, yeah it did impact it a lot but I think we all sailed through it ultimately <laughs> yeah so it was not that bad at least we could sustain and survive a lot of people uh, couldn't even sustain they didn't have any work 
But for me, at least I had work coming. I had some or the other way work coming and people were there. They wanted to take the classes. They wanted to do the workshop. They wanted to take the consultation. So that way it was fine. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. But after COVID, I realized that people do not, they hesitate to come to all offline classes for some time. And uh, that took some time for them to, transition and change and everything because I felt uh, you can you should operate in both the modes online and offline whoever cannot come to offline it's good that they remain online because at least they are getting something right they right. are getting the benefits but whoever can can come to offline they should come to offline because offline is a very different experience it's an experience which everybody should take if possible <laughs> So that we will, yeah. One another thing I remember that a lot of small cities where uh, they did not have good yoga classes and they really wanted to experience the authentic yoga, they were very happy because they were getting a really uh, experience of a good yoga class. So they used to come and tell me, yeah, we are very happy that we don't have anything around and we can actually come and take your classes. So, But still for the small businesses, it's so difficult to put a feet out and and make your mark <laughs> in the in the community in the uh i can't tell you it's 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 a it's a difficult uh, choice to be an entrepreneur and run something on your own it's it's a very difficult choice but it's very fulfilling at the same time so yeah yeah i agree and that's that's exactly why we're doing this podcast because it is hard and the internet is a very interesting thing because on one hand you know it does give you a space to get your yourself out there to more people but then with the way that most social media including linkedin is gone you know a lot of it is paid ads um and people with more money which are the bigger corporations of the world <laughs> um can drown out you know us little peons <laughs> so so it is it's so challenging so yeah our our idea behind starting the podcast in general was there's a lot of people out there trying to do good work for good reasons and if we can help give them a voice by all means that's you know because holly and i experience a lot of that frustration ourselves of you know, even with friends and family, like just yeah. trying to get them to like even hear, you know, what we're trying to do um, is sometimes hard. So that was that was our goal. You hit it on the head there. Yeah, I, I so when I was in India four months, three months back, my business was going really smooth and people because people started knowing me and they knowing trusting me and then I established a brand there and leaving everything from there and coming here i thought it it will be okay i thought somewhere in my head but i don't know why i thought that. <laughs> i really i really want to rethink and see that what was there in my head to think that i will be fine i maybe i was thinking that i am do i am doing the right thing i am giving the uh, the authentic yoga and and people will accept me but it was not the case here <laughs> My God, uh, last three months, uh, it's been such a struggle to uh, find uh, good work. There is work around, but but there is the, that work do not have a quality. And if you want to do something on your own, like if you want to go and teach in the, in the 
community or or maybe take take a place and rent a place and teach or probably do uh, uh, prenatal classes or anything on your own. It's so difficult. It's so difficult to convince people, figure out and things. And uh, my God, it's been really, really tough. But yeah, it's a lot of learning as well. How to run a business, how to establish in a new country, in a new place, how to make your mark, how to put your brand out and everything around it. See this, that whole aspect of owning a small business or, or putting out something that, you know, people need to purchase or something to consume. And I don't even know what to call, I guess the work that, that it takes to get someone to convert and actually pay for what you're selling honestly just blows my mind because even for me, like I'm someone who I have a a couple thousand people that read my blog, but the second I put out a book, a link to my Etsy shop, I mean, I have an Etsy shop that has digital items on it where everything is almost everything in the shop is $2. (laughs) And it's such a struggle to get I'm like out of 2000 readers of this blog, like I can't get half of you to buy a $2 item. Like <laughs> why? Like I just, it honestly blows my mind. And then you, you think about, you know, obviously businesses that are higher priced and like, I know, I mean, I've worked in digital marketing for years. And so it's like, I know it takes more thought and consideration for someone to buy a car than it does for someone to buy a cup of coffee, of course. But it seems to take a lot of work to even get someone to buy a lower priced item. And that really, I don't know if I'll ever understand that. (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, 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 it's all human brain. <laughs> the marketing game is very complicated. Very I mean, complicated. True. It's, it's took, half the time goes into marketing. I'm like, am I really a yoga teacher or a or a, or a marketing person? <laughs> yeah. Right. But you don't have money to pay for marketing, so you don't have a choice. You have to do it yeah. on your own. And if you don't do it, you're out of the game. You're out of the market. You whatever good you are with your work it doesn't matter at all and the and the places uh small studios and the big gyms they're just paying pennies to you for your work yeah. you're not you're not that much of worth you know that so, so. yeah it is complicated and i took marketing classes in school because like I did, I was a business major, you know, so I took a lot of marketing classes and like, it's, it, it didn't help that much. So <laughs> it's, it's so complicated and it changes all the time, you know, with the algorithms and yeah, and God forbid you even try to advertise on Facebook. That's like literally a science now. It's crazy. <laughs> Advertising on Facebook is impossible. I think you're just putting your money in those ships. Yeah, no, that's what it seems like. Yeah. Really, like you have to pay so much for any type of ads, I feel. It doesn't give you any returns as such, hardly any returns as such. Even um, same for Instagram. Um, I feel the... YouTube and LinkedIn are at least better that way. At least you get to network with some like-minded people and you get to meet and make some good network there. 
Yeah. That's how we met. I was on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> so Holly, I like um your next question. We have like a little a little Google Doc of questions. Oh and Holly, your question about um the what myth? is the biggest myth of yoga? Yeah. Yeah. A- I know we've taught we've been talking about, you know, how people think of yoga as a physical practice and we've talked about how yoga is for everyone but i was curious to know what you what do you think is the biggest myth about yoga (laughs) um out of uh, 10 people can contact me five says to me i want to do a weight loss okay (laughs) so i tell them okay fine you want to do weight loss but is that you can come to yoga it will ultimately give you a weight loss but it will give you much more than that it's it's much more than weight loss are you ready for it so i think the biggest myth is just yoga is only for weight loss yeah i can see that i feel like there's so many and derek and i talked about this too there's so many images of thin people doing yoga And I feel like that just adds to this idea of like, if you're not currently at whatever you think a a yogi looks like, then doing yoga is going to make you look a certain way. Yeah, it's I think it's about uh, aesthetically what the image has been put up in social media. Mm -hmm. People think it's for weight loss because they see yogis completely toned up and then uh, nice uh, bodies. Okay, Mm -hmm. And then they think uh, they cannot do it because they see them doing all the (laughs) difficult postures and they think, okay, my body is not this flexible. How can I do it? It's not even possible for me to do it. And then that's where the whole image shift happens and they start getting scared that it's, it's it may not be even accessible or possible for me so mm, yeah <laughs> it's, there's no right or wrong here there's no answer to things but this is what it is yeah I, I think you're right yeah so thinking about the future of wellness sutra I know that you're kind of like I guess you're in the future now because you're having to kind of restart since since you moved to Dallas. But what are your plans for for Wellness Sutra? I, as a person, want to help as many people as possible ultimately in my lifetime. That's what I want to do. I know that uh, for whatever years I'm going to live, I want to help as many female as possible. So my plans for Wellness Sutra is to... (laughs) to find all different ways possible to to help them out. Either it's through the yoga, either it's through the Ayurveda, or or, uh, if I find some other needs, definitely I will explore that. So these are the, uh, and I'm also planning to have some retreats uh, opened Mm. up uh, in some places where people, especially females can come in and they can stay in the same uh, community and experience the sanity experience, the community experience, the yoga experience, Ayurveda. I'm planning to do it in India, uh, in uh, one of the holy cities, Rishikesh. I have my master, my uh, gurus there, so they can go and learn from them and from me and and all, and all bring around it. 
So yeah, that's that's the future plans. Let's see. <laughs> that's awesome. I I still haven't done a yoga retreat. Um, but that's one of my goals one day is to do yoga retreat. I know. And you should come to me with India to India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if cool. boys are allowed, maybe so. <laughs> it, it's 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 so beautiful. Uh you'll you you'll 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 just fall for the beauty of the place and then yeah. everything will fall into place just like that. I did I my teacher's training in two of the beautiful places. One was in Rishikesh, another was in uh, Kerala, which is Varkalai, which was on a beach side. So as soon as you reach to the place, your whole mind shifts and you're into that zone. And once you come to the zone, it's all so simple and easy. I would love to. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for your retreats because that would be so awesome. Yeah. It's going to probably take a year me to figure yeah that. take your time i won't be able to come next year because i'm going to hawaii <laughs> maybe the following year um then you should plan a retreat in hawaii <laughs> there you go. Wow. it's a family vacation in hawaii um and i'll, I'll make holly come with me on the retreat <laughs> this is nothing but a, but a relaxed vacation that's all <laughs> Holly loves traveling, so that would be an excuse for us to get. Have to you India. guys been to India? I've not. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've not. It's on my bucket you list. Keep that in your list for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so amazing. I know you have delivered some workshops on you know how to build a career in yoga. So I'm just wondering, like, what are your, what are some of your tips for building a career in yoga? first I feel that when you want to build a career in yoga uh, first go and find a right school where you can take your 200 hours mm-hmm. and when you're taking your 200 hours talk to yourself and figure out is that something you really want to do as a career or you are doing it uh, uh, just for the sake of money okay? you need to really be passionate about the career because it's not going to give you so much of money and it's a lot of hard work. So are you up for that game? If you think you are somebody who are up for that game, both mentally and physically, because it demands a lot of physical uh, stamina and strength as well. Because you need to be taking four, five, six, depending upon what's your strength and stamina and how much you want to want. So once you are 100% sure, then go out and start doing classes in your friends and families. That's the best place to start mm-hmm. because initially nobody gives you work and you will feel frustrated. <laughs> yeah. If you think that you are still confused, you can have a plan, B, a, a career which you're pursuing already or you think you can have. Okay. And then you can keep this as a, a career which, which is still building up. Okay. Because some people get frustrated. They need, they have different, everybody has different need in terms of money, in terms of uh, other things. So you need to f- see what situation you are in and go from that, your experience in life. And uh, slowly, if you think that you really enjoy it, you really like it, you're somebody who can, you, who can change people's life, you have that into, into yourself then go out and then make it a full-time career. Then there is no stopping back because any career, if you're passionate about it, if you really love it, you will definitely make somewhere for sure. There's no, there's no question about it, but you need to be really heavy, 
ready for all kind any kind of hurdle or ride or or any kind of challenge in that career mm-hmm. because it's not going to be a easy ride for sure cool those are yeah. good that is good information <laughs> like you said um a lot of times you know we're teaching at different gyms or studios you don't always make a lot of money you know one of my goals with yoga for all humans was to obviously make it affordable for people to come to yoga but try to pay my teachers well at the same time um which is too like you know clashing (laughs) (laughs) clashing goals but that's the thing is like you know um capitalism i think is at the root of a lot of what we've talked about and it it really just makes everyone's life harder whenever we're just trying to help people right at the end of the day that's what we're doing is trying to help people Um, well if if you consider you know all this training that you've done that yoga teachers have to go through the expertise in so many different areas and then all of the benefits that come from taking yoga like it seems like a no-brainer but obviously especially in america i feel like everyone wants fast cheap you know so yeah it's just yeah i mean yoga teacher trainings are not cheap yeah i I bet not I think mine. Not even you. Every course, because every time you need to study, you need to upgrade. There is every time, every year, you need to study something and come up with something new because people want something new, and you need to keep on seeing how you can keep on uh, giving uh, uh, new things and also upgrading yourself. So it's it's definitely not cheap. The education is so expensive. And also, uh, in the long run, if we can somewhere uh, spread this information that by doing yoga, you are uh, you are getting the benefit of your med- medical health. So you are cutting down on your medical expenses, which is a big expense. Uh, somewhere we need to start spreading that info- knowledge around people because it's going to give you that health which you look for a longevity sustainable health which is very difficult to get so it's so true um because like me personally i've had really bad knee issues or i used to have really bad knee issues before i started doing yoga regularly like i used to have to wear knee sleeves like compression sleeves underneath my pants at work all day, every day. Um, and Holly, you remember whenever I would have to wear those knee sleeves at the boxing gym, mm-hmm. that's what those were. And the second I started doing yoga regularly, my knees are fine. Like I don't have to wear knee sleeves anymore. I don't have discomfort. Like I would just live with discomfort in my knees all day, every day. And like, sure, I could have gone to the doctor about it or something. You know, I'm sure they would have, you know, injected, you know, done like shots of like, what is it, cortisone or whatever in your Mm -hmm. knees. Like, I'm sure that's what they would have prescribed me to do. Daily Um, pain meds, something. Right. And then like, I started doing yoga, you know, and at the point where I was even doing it like three times a week was whenever I saw the shift and it's even better now that I'm doing it almost every day. But yeah, it's just mind blowing what kind of, you know, health benefits you can get from it. And, Uh and I mean, it's, 
I guess it's not mind blown because you're literally just taking care of yourself, you know, like, but for us, like, <laughs> that's mind blowing, but it shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, taking care of yourself has benefits to it. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> and, the, and the fun part is you are not only taking care of your physical health, you're taking care of your mental health. Yeah, and if you yeah. are, if you are, if you are balanced both physically and mentally, what do you want in life? You can, you can achieve and do whatever you want in your life. There is nothing stopping you in life to do anything. That's right. Just, just so, so open to everything around you. But that takes you a different level in life. So. Um, yeah, in India, so many celebrities have started doing yoga, and, and that's yes. that's 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 giving a lot of uh, marketing as well to yoga. <laughs> so that's good. I need to get a celebrity on my brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Get one, um, please. Pass it to me as well. <laughs> well, we have kept you for a while. So, so last question is. A very open-ended question. I'm like, last last question is a big one. <laughs> it is a big one. So your brand is obviously Wellness Sutra. So, and wellness, the term wellness is thrown around a lot, right? Especially like in the United States, um, it's kind of become like this marketing gimmick. And I work in, I worked in HR for a long time. I still do. And, you know, there's a lot of wellness programs that float around and stuff and everyone defines it differently. So I'm curious, as someone who is very in tune with wellness, how do you define wellness? For me, wellness is just one line, balance and harmony of your physical and mental health. That's all it is about. When I came to US, I realized that wellness is used a lot here. And I was also thinking that, have I named my brand correctly? But I thought that's okay. I, I'm going to define it in my way. And then, and then I'm going to put the information out. And then it's, it's, if it is right information, it will be taken in the right way. So, yeah, if you are, if you are able to have, bring a balance and harmony and live a sustainable health, uh, both physically and mentally, that means you are in a complete well-being, wellness state of your, of your health. That's all. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. that you said when you moved to the United States, you noticed that term wellness, because I really did not think about it until you just mentioned it, Derek, and you as well. Like it, that it really is a term that's thrown around so much wellness. Yeah. It's... I really never thought about it until, until just now. Yeah. I did some research and I also figured that out. But mm-hmm. I really didn't want to change the brand name because I I wanted to put something which talks not only about like only yoga yoga, it talks about the complete lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you are if you are taking care of your workout or I say you're doing yoga but you're not eating right, your your habits are wrong, then the benefits are not going to come to you uh, in a complete hundred percent. So you need to figure out to have a balanced life, a complete lifestyle change that mm-hmm. includes your food habits, your uh, 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 your uh, sleeping patterns, your uh, waking up patterns, uh, how much how what are, what how much time you're spending on the screen, what what kind of habits you have entire day that that actually evolve, 
that, that only makes you the kind of person you are and and what you are getting in your life so, i yeah. love that wellness is part of your brand name yeah I, me too especially your definition of it like exactly it, it makes total sense that that's part of the name because I do think what you're saying is exactly true. And I, I think that's something for me, like I've learned so much over the past couple of years about how I need to take my sleep seriously. And yes, I'm pretty strict on my diet and maybe my physical, but I need to invest more in my mental and my, my sleep. And it, it all works together. And when one part of it is off, my whole self is off. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, we're reclaiming wellness. Yes. <laughs> I, I have learned so much in this conversation. I really appreciate this like international look at yoga and wellness. It's it's very enlightening. Yeah, for me, uh, me, I think after coming here, I had this is the first time I'm putting my heart out to what <laughs> I feel as uh it's yoga should be known as actually so it's good to converse with people with the like-minded because i haven't really made a community here as such uh, mm-hmm. i'm still craving for that community i haven't got such a community here so hopefully soon i will meet more people and i will make that community but you guys really are lovely and <laughs> i had really heartly conversation with both of you today well, if you come to Austin, let us know. We'll do the yeah. same for Dallas. Um, yeah. I, I may plan to come next next month, maybe. Let's see. I'll let you know. Yeah, let us know. We would love to meet up. Dallas is a good area. Dallas, I mean, I, I'm glad you end up in Dallas and not Houston. Because um, Houston it can be pretty toxic. But Dallas actually has a lot of really open-minded, nice people. So I hope that you can you can find some good people there. But we always ask, and it's okay if you don't have anything else you want to say, but is there anything we haven't asked you that you want to talk about or that you wanted to address? <laughs> no, I think we, we, did, we did spoke about everything. Yeah, yeah, we did. And then uh, how can listeners support you? Where can we find you? You can find uh, me on my website, which is www.wellnesssutra.com. I have a Facebook page, which is again Wellness Sutra. I have an Instagram page, which is Wellness Sutra. And I have a YouTube channel, which is Wellness Sutra. <laughs> okay, got the branding on lock. <laughs> and I also have a LinkedIn page. Uh, <laughs> Wellness Sutra? Yes, I'm everywhere. <laughs> you can find me anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's how it has to be these days. Yeah. <laughs> Manage them all separately. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well we so enjoyed it thank you for spending time with us thank you so much for taking the time to listen holly where can people find you they can find me on instagram and twitter at orangejulia7 also on the bitterlemon.com and on etsy bitterlemon digital and Derek, where can people find you so i am on instagram with my personal account at yoga with Derek. And that's D-E-R-E-K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, 
It is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, Yoga for All Humans dot com is the studio's website small business happy hour has its own instagram account at small business happy hour or you can email us at small business happy hour at gmail.com cheers, cheers. see you, see you next, next tuesday, tuesday.